Hey everybody, welcome to Cutting Room Floor. This is something that we uh, do every once in a while when Justin calls me on the phone. It's like, hey, there's a lot of the message that I didn't get to talk about. It's not a lot, maybe. It's some. (laughs) There's some. There's some things I didn't say. Okay, so you gave a message called The One Where They Made the Cow. Yeah, you painted a painting. Oh yeah, I did paint a painting. That, uh, ooh, I wonder if... Can we show it? We could. Boop! It showed right there. Bam! Your wife loves that painting. No, she made me not hang it in the house. I can see why. She was like, I just don't want to, like, the painting is about what you talked about. Like, the God, it's called The Gods We Make, and it's about, like, making really crummy gods out of yeah. our own stuff, and that's why I drew them in little, little crayon. Little, little crayon, little happy, <laughs> yeah, happy like, golden cow. Happy golden cow amidst the flames. Um, yeah. But it's because the stuff we make is not as good as the stuff that God has for us. I like the painting. What's funny is I saw that, and my voice, I think, I, I have a nasal don't infection. Don't address it. No, just... no, I have a nasal infection, and I haven't slept in a long time, and so... If you're watching the video version of this, I haven't given up on life. I'm not <laughs> struggling with my, my... I'm having a great day. I just sound weird. But uh, no, I, th- I saw that painting like a month ago, and I don't know if that's maybe what made me think about mm. this story, hmm. because I'm not... It was like I'll a one-off credit. message. I'll take credit. It was a one-off <laughs> message. So I was like, where did this... Why is this in my brain? Yeah, you also connected it to the, the movie stuff, the film stuff, and I was wondering if the title of the message, where you were like, the one where they made the cow, was that a Friends reference? Kinda. Okay. Well, I just couldn't think of what to, uh, not because I'm not even a Friends person. Like, I'm I, not either. I, I know that that's what the titles of Friends okay, cool. things are, that it's always the one. Yeah. And I was thinking about, I think what happened was this. I was like, <laughs> explain I finished, the context. Okay, I finished our last series on Romans. Yep. Uh, not all of Romans, but we got to where we are in Romans. And Romans is a lot. And so I was like, I, I can't, I know what the next Romans thing is. Right. I'm just like, I just need a few weeks of not Romans. Uh, and so I haven't given a purely one-off message in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's very comfortable to teach like like a series. Yep. So at first I was like, ooh, what if I just do a bunch of self-contained stories mm-hmm. in the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. And then that led me to think about your stories video. Oh, yeah, did. yeah. Okay, I see. And the then I decided that maybe you're maybe... I didn't commit. You didn't commit. I might so do another, knows, I might do another self-contained story. Nice. Or maybe not. Right. But I just, uh, yeah. Okay, stories. so this one was about the golden calf. The story of the golden calf. It's a pretty... Um, it's like simultaneously hilarious and terrifying. Dude, if you keep reading... <laughs> and I did not edit it because I, I just didn't want to get into it all. <laughs> it but like... It goes downhill. Yeah, like they have to eat the calf. Like it gets yeah. the gold gets ground they're up, like grind it up like, and put it in the water. It. Drink it, you drink your your god, and then a bunch of people die. Yeah, like a bunch of people. Yeah. It's a really intense story. But a lot of the stuff in the Old Testament is, and when you read the Old Testament, people do this really funny thing today, where like someone someone who's like alive right now, but has grown up a di- in a different culture, mm-hmm. if they have views or opinions that don't line up with ours, mm-hmm. we would look at them and we would say to someone else, like, you can't, they, they just yeah. have a different worldview. Right. But then if we read stuff in the Old Testament, we're like, that is so offensive. It's like, mm-hmm. that was 3,000 years ago in very ancient times yeah. that were completely different than yeah. today. So it's pretty brutal stuff. But and so story. you wanted to do a cutting room floor because apparently some things didn't make it into the message. Yeah, and I don't, I don't remember... You don't even exactly. remember what it was. Well, I think there's things. Uh, can I, I ask you? Can I re-ask you the question that I asked you before you, you, we started filming? Yeah, you can. I will say the one thing that I, I know didn't make it in okay. um, was just a really interesting thought about how, you know, in the time of the Israelites, this takes place way before Jesus, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're probably 13, 1,500 years before Jesus mm-hmm. in that range. And every culture in the world at that time has these idols that they worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're a lot of times they're like animalistic mm-hmm. in nature. You know what I mean? Um, even by the time you get to Jesus's time, uh, the Roman gods and, and the Greek gods, they're more humanoid, mm-hmm. right? Zeus is like a dude who <laughs> yeah. throws lightning. Yeah. Um, 
but you go to the time of Moses, it's very like what we would just the call the sun god, the snake god. Yes, there's very <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of, of animals, people. Oh, dropped your mic. Drop the microphone. I didn't put it in my pocket. It's I called just, cutting room floor because it's informal. It is. This is not polished at all. Um, but it's just so interesting because all of these nations would have had this desire to see their God mm-hmm. and know what their God looked like. Mm-hmm. And that's what made the Israelites so weird is they have this, A, they have one God mm-hmm. who has one God, and B, they don't even know what he looks like. And all these other nations, we have tons of gods, and here's our you know, jackal God, yeah, Anubis, yeah. and our, our falcon God, Ra, and all these, these animal type things. They have an invisible God. And so that's why it made sense for them to make a golden mm-hmm. calf because they're just doing what they've always seen. Mm-hmm. But I thought about the fact that even in the times God shows up to the people mm-hmm. and his presence is undeniable, if you were to ask them, well, what does he look like? They still couldn't have answered it. Yeah. Because sometimes he shows up and it's like a burning bush, right? right? But then other times it's a pillar of smoke that is leading the people or mm-hmm. a, pillar to f- a pillar of fire. Sometimes God does show up in human form mm-hmm. uh, when he wrestles Jacob. Um, he's a, he's, it's definitely gets the picture of like a, pre-Jesus Jesus because right. he dresses him as Lord and he has authority over him. It's not like an angel. Hmm. And then in the in the fiery furnace, you know, the king is like, I see a fourth who appears to be right. like the son of a, of, of a god. Yeah, so there's obviously some manifestation of him as a, that looks like person a dude. Form, yeah. But then also, it's smoke, yeah. fire. So it's I, like, that kind of leads to a question that I have is like, why teach this? And this might be a bigger question and okay. you can say no. But why teach this to Christians if it's like obviously like a Jewish historical story that informs Jewish stuff. Why? What does this have to do with Jesus, and why is it important for a Christian to know yeah. this particular story? Well, there's definitely been a movement in our like current time in churches where it's this like, should we even talk about the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just. I mean, that's something that gets talked about a lot. Um, but I think that the truth of the matter is, people are people, and when you read the when you read the Old Testament, just as much as you're reading about what God does, you're reading about mm-hmm. what people do. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the story of Adam and Eve. Uh, it's easy to read that story and be like, "What a bunch of idiots! Mm-hmm. Why did they eat that forbidden fruit?" Yeah. I, if I were there, no. If you were there, <laughs> you would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. Because people are people. And so when you read these stories, you see the way that people engage with God. You see some of their missteps, but you also see some of their like, "Oh wow, that's that's the that's how you respond to mm-hmm. God." And so you learn about yourself. Um, and God is is unchanging. You know the way He interacts with us now is is through through Jesus and the yeah, cross. Yeah, I was gonna say like it it seems like unlike the Israelites where they didn't have that image to follow, so to right. speak. We get that we have fulfilled Jesus. in Jesus, and now right. we do have like if we're gonna choose to follow a cow, like you said, if I don't want to follow a cow, right. I want to follow Jesus. It's like we actually do. We're not left with that lack that we the, don't have the Jews. Yeah, the you're day right. Were. Yeah, you're right. Because our God has come to us, but at the same time, it's so interesting, right? Because when they make the golden calf, mm-hmm. they've just seen God show up. I would say as tangibly as as any group of people had. <laughs> Maybe before Jesus, right? Because yeah, at least yeah. Jesus is like you could touch him, poke yeah, him, yeah, and yeah. talk to him. But like their manifestations—they're following it's like, a, a pillar of fire. It's pretty like it's visible. Yeah. It's it's yeah. as it's as tangible as most people. In fact, most people today would probably say, "Yeah, I have a hard time believing in Jesus." But man, if God could just show up in like a <laughs> pillar of fire, I'd right, believe in him, right? right? <laughs> and so it's a, a right on the tail of this really tangible moment. And to me, it's a great example of how we as people have a tendency. Like I think what hit me. Not, and this isn't a, an aside. I said it in the message. You would think that those first two commandments that God gives to Moses, mm-hmm. don't worship another God, don't make a God, don't yeah. make a graven image, that those are like throwaways. Why are they even there? Right. They're clearly, what are the likely? It would seem obvious. They're the first two that get broken. Yep. And they're the first two he lists. Because maybe 
maybe the idolatry stuff, the reason it's first on the list is because maybe mm-hmm. it's what we have the, the most, we're the most likely to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have Jesus, but you've seen Jesus get sort of, uh, get, I call it like giving Jesus a makeover. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like someone takes Jesus and says, hey, Jesus. Well, you can give any historical figure a makeover to, to perpetuate whatever you want to believe. That's true. You're like, well, the version of insert historical name there right. <laughs> would believe this if he were here today. It's like, well, let's actually go back to what we have of his words, of his, of his teaching, yeah. of his life. Um, yeah, and so the idea there is we have a tendency to take God and sort of mold God into whatever shape we can that we, where we don't have a God we have to apologize mm-hmm. for. You know, the Israelites mm-hmm. would have dealt with a certain amount of shame that they have an invisible God. They don't have mm-hmm. statues. All these other people do. Yeah. We deal in our culture today with some, in our culture, mm-hmm. America, we deal sometimes as Christians with a little bit of embarrassment and shame that we have a God that would tell people to <laughs> we do We have a God that is visible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. have a, we do have a concrete representation of, yeah. of what and God is. Our God might say, this is good. This is right. This is not. And in our culture today where everyone gets to decide for themselves, yeah. that, so we have the same temptation. Am mm-hmm. I going to, follow God as he is, or am I going to sort of shape and mold God into my own version of a culturally acceptable, understandable God? That's just a golden calf. Yeah, and I think it's also, it's really cool that we also have a God that is willing to meet us on our level. Like, as as much as the Israelites screw up, is the is the bronze serpent after this? Yeah. Because that is, that's huge to me to see how much that's one of the stories i thought about telling i think you should tell that one i'm gonna can i retell it briefly yeah okay so there's all these snakes and they're they're biting poisonous snakes biting up the israelites and they ask for help and god says make a bronze serpent and raise it up which today is still the symbol you see on 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 an ambulance yeah Yeah. i know and when you look at that bronze serpent you will be saved and the people that look at that bronze serpent they don't die from the poisonous snake bites right and so it's cool that we have like a moment like the golden calf where it's like doesn't say god sent the snakes into the camp too well yeah i I mean you can dive into that if you go no i'm just saying like yeah yeah um but we see this moment where it's like hey don't make guys don't make a representation of me that's like no that's not me i am i am i am right but they do it anyways. But then God's like, okay, obviously the statue thing is important to them. So I'm yeah. going to find a way to relate to them in that statue and then ultimately relate to them through like Jesus. through Jesus. I mean, because even a, Jesus, a, Jesus that, that story is sort of like it's there and then it almost never, like, yeah. I don't even know if it gets referenced again in the what entirety is, of scripture. Except for what's another thing that gets raised up. I said that, that when, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I know. But Jesus himself talks about it. Yep. Because he says to Nicodemus in John 3, just as, as the serpent was yeah. raised up, so the son of man must be raised up for all. So it's like, that's it's like this story that God puts in there. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm, this, is, it seems like a, like, like, you know, shows that introduce some, something and they never go back. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, what'd you guys, what was that about? That was like a tie that loose end up. Right. But it's like, when you connect it to the golden calf, you're like, these things seem contradictory, right? but right. it's not, it's got God kind of meeting us on our level, helping us in a way that we couldn't otherwise choose to be helped. Um, but on his own terms, <laughs> on his like, terms, and I think that's oh, the key. Oh wow, the light has been. We are. Uh, is this, Zach? What's happened? Is everything okay? I think this is a signal for us to just. This is the flashlight. End, it's enough. And yeah, so in I, th- dark. I think at the end we'll of the day, we'll just end in the dark. I think at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, if anything, you know, maybe gets gets cut. When the rubber meets the road, the at, the the road the, uh, at the end of the end of the day, <laughs> when all is said and done, when you're when you're laying on your deathbed, uh, God is God, and our our privilege slash, I don't know, duty, mm-hmm. what words you want to use, is not to, to alter God and, and mold and shape him into a, a, a version of him mm-hmm. 
that we feel more comfortable with. And actually, that's something I see happen constantly. It's happened for generations. That's the whole point. The golden calf story just gets repeated over and over again. Take the, we talked about the thing, the scientific modern yeah. era of the 1950s. I believe in a God who doesn't do miraculous things because right. people don't like right. that. If we can be people who just say, you are God. I'll meet you on your terms. I'll meet you on your terms. Yeah. And I, I lay myself at your feet. Here, I'm yours. Mm -hmm. You're the potter. I'm the clay. Mold me, make me. Mm -hmm. This is what I say. That's a song that I sang a, a lot as a kid. But the point is that there is, there's a, it's the reality of it, right? Yep. And Jesus does the same thing. He's like, here I am. Yep. And accept me, reject me. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people tried to mold him into some other, like the disciples, like you should be oh, more, like be more violent, you right, know, like right. go after the Romans. <laughs> Come right? on, let's cut his ear off. That's like, be, be like we want you to be. Yeah. And instead it's like, oh no. You tell me. How you God is real. If God is who he says he is, we got to meet him on, on his terms. Meet him on his terms. And it's good when you do because yeah. it actually requires way less of you. Mm -hmm. And bam, I'm so glad that we're not the people who worship that golden cow. Cause yeah. That story, again. <laughs> Don't make cows and follow God. God does not like cows, and God apparently. <laughs> well, he likes cows. He likes fine, snakes. Makes the snap. Uh, just well, joking. yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> no, a, that's no, another deep dive. We're extrapolating way more. <laughs> but, uh, but again, no, it's... Uh, it's fun to, to go into these stories, and there's always there's so much more there yep. than you really often think. So that's yeah. why we do deep dives, cutting room floors. Cutting room floor. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. Snip, snap, snip, 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 snap. Cut there. <laughs>